Welcome to the Midnight Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Easton Bennett, alongside my fellow co-host, Tyler Sinden. We are both entrepreneurs who are learning, growing, and building our own businesses, and our goal is to share our experiences and knowledge to help you grow and become a successful entrepreneur. Strap in. Tyler, what's up? The Miami man, I'm going to call you. I'm not in Miami. I'm in Tampa, my man. Tampa, whatever. The Tampa... Gosh, what? I don't have a... See, it doesn't flow as well if I say Tampa. I can't say the Tampa, man. That's not even cool. Uh, yeah, well, you got to figure something out here. I'm in Tampa. I'm not in Miami. Okay, I'll figure it out. Tampa Tom. You're the new Tom Brady. Sweet. Tampa Tyler. <laughs> Tampa Tyler. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I forgot your name's Tyler. We could do that. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm Tyler. Nice. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to, Tyler? What's new with you? Well, the past as you stated already, we are currently in Tampa Bay. I, I always say Tampa Bay. I don't know if it's actually Tampa Bay, but it's like Tampa. So I'm in currently in Tampa right now, um, hanging out with Eddie here, um, you know, trying to do a lot of stuff here. And that's pretty much the main thing that's new and up with me. And I'm, I'm over here in Tampa and living life. And I feel like I'm on vacation. I love it. Hey, that's the beauty of being remote, man. All of a sudden you're in Toronto, well, not Toronto, but... Toronto Tyler turns into Tampa Tyler very quickly. Close enough to Toronto, right? <laughs> Windsor, is that where it is? Yeah. 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 Close enough. It, it's funny because the my first like f- maybe five-ish hours of my trip here, it was r- riding in snow. There was icy conditions. And then once I got around Washington, a little bit past Washington, conditions cleared out. And then it slowly started getting warmer. Now we're here. Shorts, t-shirt. No more winter coats, no more snow, no more ice. We're good. I've been we're a, chilling. We're having a good time. I've been a little bit jealous. I'm not going to lie to you, but you've been posting some stories just pissing me off. So that's all right. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll be there in three days. I'm going to leave after this and start driving there. <laughs> Wouldn't that be Sounds crazy? Good. Actually, do, if do I the, showed up, one, I'm like, hey, I'm trip. In, yeah, if I'm like, hey, I'm in Tampa, where you at? Um, Man, I would love that. I'd love that. We're we're working remote. We're having a good time. We'll just add you in the in the mix, and you know it's going to be a great time. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Um, on my end, some updates. So last week we talked about the VBA Video Business Academy a little bit that I'm in the coaching mentorship program, and just got done with the first week. Got the sales process down. Pretty much got everything set up. So the discovery calls, the strategy meetings setting up all the software that I needed. So Calendly, which allows you to let your clients book calls, uh, Zoom, which obviously I already had Zoom anyways, uh, got all the scripts down, the discovery call scripts, all the cold calling scripts, all the follow-up scripts. So excited to get that going, moving into week two now, which adds a little bit more action and things they actually give you to do. So I'm excited for that. But yeah, I'm pretty pumped, uh, pretty pumped about how the first week went. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I've been seeing your stories uh, as well with that. And sorry, I'm just trying to. I'm all over the place. I when I when we started this call, my phone get, gave me the old twenty percent uh, notification. I'm like, oh man, this is yep. not a good time. So, yeah, how's how's that been going? Is you get getting a lot of information? I've, you sent me something today that you got to pick a niche. So that was I'm not sure what's going on there. So I don't know if you're switching businesses or if it's kind of like a case study or practice. Yeah, I the first week was a lot of mindset stuff, a lot of figuring out this is the mindset you need to have going into the program. Uh, and then towards the end of the first week, it, it showed you how to set up everything you need to go into the week two, which is more strategy based stuff. And as far as the niche goes, they talk about picking a niche 
to really learn the sales process that they're about to teach us. They say that's not indicative of the businesses that you can solely work with. So I can still work with other businesses and other niches, but for the sales process, they want you to pick one thing so you can learn the whole process because it goes through market research. So you're going to learn how to market research that specific Mm -hmm. niche. And then you're going to go to getting some data on the companies. You know, what is the average annual revenue of a chiropractic business. Okay. How many average employees do they have? So you figure out all the market research. And then I think once you have the process down, you can apply that to any different niche. So are you picking one that you're already in or are you picking one that you'd like to break into or which one are you picking? Have you, have you made that decision yet? I think I'm going to go with the health industry because I've in by health, I mean, you know, chiropractors, dentists, massage, that area, physicians maybe. And the reason I'm picking that is because one, I have experience in it. So it's an easier transition. And when I am contacting these companies with what they call the Trojan horse strategy, when I am contacting them, I will have some results and some case studies that I've worked with this business in the past instead of going in cold. So I think it's going to make it a little bit easier instead of, you know, picking a luxury hotel company or something of that nature where I have no experience in it. Yeah. I feel like that's going to make it a little bit easier on you. And I feel like at the same time, picking one that you're already in can be beneficial for you because then you're able to pitch them again or maybe potentially find new ones in there. And then it's just going to, you already have industry knowledge within there. So I think it could be beneficial. Yeah. They really, they really preach on becoming an expert in a specific industry. And I think if you can Mm. apply that to every industry, become an expert in chiropractic. Okay. Then move to construction, become an expert in construction. And then maybe you're an expert in finance. That's when you start to be able to provide all of these services for these clients. So I'm excited to see what the process actually looks like. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know how much I'm actually supposed to dive into and give information out to the public, but I'm keeping it pretty uh, generic, pretty, I'm not actually going to give you guys the keys to the kingdom, but I'll touch on things I learned throughout the program and then uh, go from there. Yeah, that's one thing, me doing these travels, I haven't been able to spend as much time with Arte. I know I came up with a little pitch that I sent to you, not really a pitch, but a message that I wanted to put in the group and just to try and network with people. And I haven't sent that yet, so I need to be better on that. Maybe I'll send that after this call here because I'm using this travel as an excuse. Um, But now that I'm kind of settled in, I feel like I could send that message and potentially, hopefully, someone will reach out or maybe a few people and I'll be able to connect with some. So I don't know how close you get with them or like the group of people that are in there. Do you find that it's a good networking group that you're able to be a part of? I haven't dove into the networking side as much. I feel like Arte is more of the networking if we were to compare the two. Yeah. But there are starting to be some familiar faces when I'm joining the calls this morning. I had a mindset call. I didn't have anything to talk about or any questions, but I wanted to join while I was doing a couple other things just so I could listen to what other people were dealing with and hopefully take some value from that. But even when I joined the guy that usually hosts the mindset calls said, Oh, I love when Easton joins cause his computer always zooms in on his face. So starting to build that relationship <laughs> a little bit, he at least remembers who I am. I obviously remember who he is and it's nice seeing a lot of the same faces in there standing out in the pack of crowd trying to trying to it's because i had a mustache drawn on my face too (laughs) like who's this guy that always that always helps that always helps stand out a little bit i don't know if it's for the good or the better or uh worse but you know it makes you stand out 
Hey, we do what we can. We do what we can. You had one it's other like, thing on. It's like, sorry, go ahead. It's like any publicity is good publicity. <laughs> yeah, that's a polarizing topic. I don't know. Sometimes I believe it's true, but then other times I'm like, Ugh, is it? Yeah, who knows? I feel like, yeah, so the last thing I did want to touch on is one thing that I've been wanting to implement a little bit more, especially being on like vacate, not really vacation, but being out here, I want to start valuing time a lot more. And I know Alex talks a lot about this, like going out versus buying, prepping, doing the dishes, all that time that adds up, you could spend the exact same amount of money on say Chipotle or whatever you want and have a couple meals a day compared to going out, getting your groceries, cooking the meals. And that the only main difference I think would be is that you're going to be eating slightly healthier if you're cooking in, but the amount of time that you're saving, because I feel like after a month, I feel like you'd be able to save at least two full days or maybe a full day of I feel all that like, activity that, that is required. I feel <clears throat> like you can still eat healthy when going out. It's just really what you choose. If you're going to Burger King every day, then it's oh, sure. going to be an issue. Yeah. Well, not an issue Getting for me. I Mac. fucking love Burger King. <laughs> man, I haven't eaten fast food in so long. Rodeo cheeseburger, man. It's going to be on my death row meal. <laughs> Tony Stark. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I agree with you. I just implemented. So with the other podcast, I have the Mind of Business podcast implemented Calendly mm -hmm. where I don't have to continue mm -hmm. to have these back and forth conversations with people trying to schedule what works for their schedule. What when can you come? What day works best? Or now I can just send them this link. And they can book on there. And then I just know ahead of time who's on the podcast that month. So that's not buying a ton of time back, but it only took me, you know, 30 minutes to set up. And, you know, maybe I'll save an hour or two here and there. It's actually something that we're trying to do right now with Eddie because he's like working himself to death right now because of how much time he spends with all of his clients coming up with nutrition plans, uh, workout plans and everything. So we're trying to come up with ways that we can automate it and get him a consistent stream of income that doesn't revolve around his time. So that's what we're trying to do. It's going to cause, it's going to obviously have the initial upfront cost of time, but once we get it done, once we get it run, and once we get it going, then we're going to be able to have this basically automated stream of income potentially going. So um, that's one thing that we're potentially going to be working on. And maybe coming up in the next week or two, we'll be able to update you further on that and hopefully have some good progress there. Yeah, we'll keep following that through the following episodes that come up. That's what they say in Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Once you change that mindset of trading time for money, that's when things start to shift a little bit for you. Tyler, before, well, I guess I have one more thing to talk about. Getting a bunch of contracts sent out. I got a, a lot more jobs signed this week. I actually penned a paper, so that's exciting. Nothing really important to touch on on that end. I just wanted to, you know, celebrate that little win. <laughs> I love it. I love wins. There we go. And then one other thing before, <laughs> before we get into this week's topic. I had a business idea for you okay. that I came up with an hour ago. It's nothing crazy, but I purchased something online and I got an email back and it was just a quick little thank you for your purchase. And then right below that was a video of the CEO and it said, hey, thank you so much for your first purchase of a XYZ product. Really, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to empower. I can't even remember what the video said, but it was like less than a minute. Thank you so much for your purchase. We're looking forward to building relationship, whatever, whatever it was, I'll send you the link after, but 
Mm-hmm. That was the video. And then I don't know why, but for some reason I clicked on it. It was super short, super simple. It didn't blow me up with words. It didn't blow me up with anything. It said, thanks for your purchase. And then a message mm-hmm. from our CEO. So I was thinking maybe for Nuevo, you could do that. I don't know if you'd set it up for someone's like first time purchase, but it could be just a cell phone talking head video of you saying, thanks so much for your purchase. We support men's health through Movember, that kind of thing. I like that idea. That's one thing that we wanted to start doing is turning off all the automations and making it a lot more personalized because currently we're not getting like thousands of orders a day to the point where we don't want to spend that time. So what we did was turn off all of our automation. And now what our goal is, is to actually have like us personally send these messages. We, we had an order. It was the first order in the state, technically in the States, in the Chicago. And then her, I don't want to say her name, but like we used like her name and played it on like a play of words and we wrote a handwritten note. So I don't know if we'll, maybe we will eventually shift into that where we're going to do handwritten notes to every single one, but we're currently going to be moving towards just a thank you, personalized thank you email us instead of the automated one that we were originally going with. So I do like the addition of having a video in it. So we might have to add that onto the list. Yeah, I do like the personalized in the very beginning. The book I'm reading, Masters of Scale, right now, he talks about it's a bunch of case studies of different CEOs that have turned their businesses into something that sustains their life. And he tells a story about, I can't remember the company that it was, but the man personally hired his first 500 employees because he thought he wanted it to be, it was all about setting the culture. And if he hires the first 500, then that's when he can make sure the culture is how it's going to be and that he can personalize everything What from its if it's from the beginning of the interviews to the end. I don't know if you can hear me now, but... Oh. <laughs> I can hear you. I was, I was flipping my screen so I could see it just to make sure okay. that my camera was still on. I wasn't really paying much attention, but cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and honestly, yeah, it's just a quick talking point, but I think we get into this week's episode. Sounds good. What's this episode? All right. So obviously you guys clicked on the video. You kind of have a general (laughs) idea because it says right on it Um, or audio, you know, maybe you clicked on the audio. What we're going to be talking about this week is what school won't teach you versus what you might learn in the real world. So really we want to talk about going to school versus not going to school to give you guys a little bit of a back. What what would you say? A little backstory. That's what I'm looking for. To give you guys a little bit of a backstory, Tyler went to traditional university. I did not go to college. So we have experience and talking points from both. And like we talked about in a previous episode, speaking from experience is really what we want to do. And we really want to speak to the people that are deciding whether they want to go to college or not, or maybe they want to start a business, or maybe they're just getting out of college and they're not sure how to start a business. That's really the people we're trying to target in this episode. So that's a lot of words. I'm going to need to drink water after this, but um, really what we want to talk about, we're going to talk about the benefits and cons of both. So Tyler, I'll let you start with the benefits of school while I take a chug of this water. Yeah. So one of the main reasons that I actually wanted to go to school, it wasn't for the degree. It wasn't for what I was going to learn basically what I wanted to do was get away and get on my own and experience and learn. And basically that's what, what I ended up doing because honestly going into a little bit of my past, I had a lot of stuff handed to me in life and I was way too comfortable. I realized I needed to get out of my own and that's basically exactly what I did with school. And school gives you that opportunity to learn real world shit 
where sure you can do it without school, but I think it just gives you an excuse to kind of do whatever you would like. So that's one thing that I, that I did for me because you can still go to school like in the same city or where you grew up. And for me, I went as far away as possible and not really as far away as possible, but I tried to go as far away as I could to the point where I wasn't within distance of say my family or any friends and I had to make it on my own. I had to learn and I had to grow on my own. And basically that's what school did for me. It gave me a lot of networking. I met so many people like, look at you. I met you and I wouldn't have met you and we wouldn't have this podcast if I didn't go to school. So, um, Imagine that, man. Yeah. Imagine a world without the Midnight Entrepreneur. God, what would people do? Honestly, they would be so uh, lost. I don't know. How would they decide between college <laughs> be, or not without this episode? <laughs> I, they'd be like sitting on their bed doing nothing, staring at the ceiling because they didn't have an episode of the Midnight Entrepreneur. They'd just be sitting there doing nothing. I, I don't know what they would be doing. Exactly. But like going back to what you said, networking is huge. That is a big thing of school. I didn't go to school. And that's the one thing that if I was going to go to school, the networking and the amount of people you meet is going to be, I would almost argue, the most beneficial part of going to school. Would you think there's anything better that you're going to get out of that besides the people you meet and the network you have? Honestly, I I strongly agree with you there. I the, Depending on the school you go to, especially, say you go to Harvard, sure, you can learn a lot of good stuff, but especially going to Harvard, you're going to be meeting a lot of well-connected people. So you make those connections there, they're going to be able to give you business opportunities. You're going to have professors that have extensive networking opportunities. Like they know they know this person, they know that, that person. There's going to be so much networking there. It doesn't really matter which school you go to. If you go to like a lower tier versus a higher tier, you're going to be meeting students that are very similar potentially to you. And then you just try and find those people that like what you like. And then you're networking with those students. Sure, the teachers might not be as well connected as say at Harvard, but you're going to be meeting a lot of students that are going to be around the same age as you with the same intentions and you just got to go out and find them. So I think networking is one of the best things that school does offer. Yeah. And that's one of the benefits when you are looking for a school is take that into consideration. Obviously, if you can go to Harvard for business, do it. Like you're going to meet so many people that are eventually probably going to be millionaires, maybe even billionaires one day. But if I had to relate it to the industry I'm in film school, for example, if I was going to go to film school in my hometown versus going to film school at USC in California, the difference in the film school that you're going to get at the number one film school in the country versus maybe your local film school, the connections you're going to make moving into your future, whether it be directors or producers or audio guys, those people you're going to meet are going to be so much more valuable than the people that you have in your hometown. So even if you are looking at going to college, consider going away from home. It does have to make sense uh, financially. But yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely take network into consideration when you are choosing a school. Yeah, that's one thing that I ended up doing when I first went to college. So I, I feel like I touched on this a little bit. I got forced to go to school, quote unquote. And it was like, yeah, I won't get into that, but uh, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I took accounting in high school and I was like, okay, this is easy for me. So I went into that. I had an uncle, I had some family members that were in accounting. They made good money and I I found it easy. So I was like, I'm, I'm just going to take this and do less than the bare minimum skirt by and finish with the degree. And then after the first year I did fine. 
But I was just like, man, I do not want to spend my life at a desk doing debits and credits. And then, so I ended up switching, switched to another one, switched back. I don't know where I was going with this. Um, oh yeah, hometown. Um, so what ended up happening is I stayed in my hometown for this college and I ended up meeting the people that I already knew from high school. And those people weren't the ideal people that I wanted to be surrounding myself with because they didn't really have those big aspirations as I did. And it kind of kept me lower because I, were, I wasn't surrounding myself around that network that I wanted to strive for more. And that was one of my issues, especially when you go with like a hometown, you're going to be comfortable with these people that you already know, and you're not going to be wanting to go meet new people. You might, but you're going to be a lot more comfortable with those people that you already know. So that was one issue that I had when I went to college the first time. So staying in my hometown, like you just said. Yeah. Getting out of your comfort zone. That's really what school is about. I personally don't know. I didn't go to school. Another thing that also helps a benefit of going to school. If you are a person that is directionless, you don't know what you want to do. You know, maybe you go to school for generals and then you figure out what you want to do. You meet people that are going in a specific industry. You like being around those people. You go into that field. If your directionless school might be for you to be an entrepreneur and to not go to school and to take the risk on your own, you kind of have to have a blind confidence going in, knowing what you want to do, or at least think you know what you want to do. Would you agree with that, Tyler, that if you're directionless, school might be a good option? Uh, no, because you're paying all this money to do something that you have no idea what you're going to do. And it's it sucks to see because so many people go to school and what you'll find is there's so many people that will go to school for psychology and then the next year they're in business and then the next year they're in fucking music. I don't know what else they're in. They're just constantly switching. They've got, they haven't progressed. The only way they've, the only thing that happened is now they owe college $20,000 or how $50,000, $100,000 more because they didn't know what they wanted to do. And then a lot of these people, they don't end up finishing with a degree to have like that high paying job that it's supposed to give you. Oh, shoot. That it's supposed to give you with that degree. So they end up leaving school without a degree. They have all this debt. And then all of a sudden, now they have to pay off all this debt. So I wouldn't say that because why would you not just take that 50, 100K and start a business? Learn from your mistakes and learn that way. So I have two questions for you based on your answer. The first one being, what would be some actionable advice to the people listening for maybe they are, they don't know what to do and they don't know what they want to go into, but they don't want to go to school and they don't want to bounce from major to major to major, major and spend all this money. What would be your advice to those people? So I think there's a few things that you could do. You could take a leap year or... Is that what it's called? Where you yep. just kind of gap year, do whatever you want, travel. Yeah, gap year, gap year. You could just do the, do whatever you want. Maybe travel a little bit, find yourself, and just explore. Because once you get into the real world, especially like a nine to five, it's tough to travel. And you know, this is something that you might not get the opportunity to do for another X amount of years. So that's an option. Another option is just trying to find a, a local job, maybe like at a factory, a restaurant, some something that that can just 
build up some money. Maybe it's like a trade job, like you're laying concrete or doing roofing or landscaping. And then at the same time, maybe you can start a side business, side hustle at the same time, try and build that up. And then the one thing that you don't want to do is in action. Because when you're doing action, you're going to figure out what you do like, what you don't like. So whether you're doing landscaping, maybe you really enjoy landscaping, you're going to learn the industry, learn from that boss. And maybe one day you're going to start your own landscaping business. So one thing I would say is don't do nothing. Don't do don't be like me and sit at home and watch <laughs> watch TV and play video games and learn from my mistakes. Yeah, I 100 percent back that one thing I tell people when I have this conversation with my sister she didn't know what she wanted to go to school for. She wasn't sure what she wanted to do. And I preach to a lot of people I've had this conversation with that you should try as many different things as you can. For example, I started with a clothing company for hockey apparel, which, you know, I loved hockey. I liked being in the hockey world, but I really didn't know that I hated retail until I started doing it. So that's one thing I tried. Now we get into video production. I found that I really like video production. So I think it's really about trying as many different things as you can until you find something that you love. Would you agree, Tyler? Oh, for sure. I I think we might dive into this more into a later episode, so I don't want to go too deep into it. But I think that's exactly what happened with Riley and I when we started our business because we ended up starting it and what ended up happening is we didn't find that passion that we thought we would have with it. And then we ended up pivoting. So that action of us starting and trying something taught us that we don't like this. So I think it's just a great idea to just take action. You might lose a little bit of money, but at the same time, I, you're probably going to lose a little bit of money going to college. <laughs> so just to wrap up the benefits of college a little bit so we can keep this semi-condensed for the people listening. Talk about clubs and groups. I know you were in one or two or three. I guess I don't even know how many, but talk about the clubs and groups that you joined during college. I would highly recommend it, especially if you're a freshman. You're not going to know many people. So it's a great way to put yourself out there and join groups. And this is the same thing with inaction, where if you put yourself out there, maybe you join DECA like I did. DECA was an amazing group, met a lot of great people. And maybe you join it and you figure out that you don't like business. Maybe you figure you join it. Maybe you figure out you like finance. Maybe you like marketing. Maybe you like, um, I can't think of any others, entrepreneurship. Music. I think it's just a great way. Yeah, music. There isn't music in DECA. So that's why I wasn't saying it. Maybe you join the music club. There's going to be so many different clubs that you can join on campus. And then you're going to be joining it with other like-minded individuals. So maybe you do like music and you join the music club. You're going to meet a lot of other music, musically talented people. So I think joining clubs is a great way to network. Well, there's your take on clubs. I can't really touch on that very much because I did not go to school or join any. Uh, let's talk about the cons of school a little bit. I know we mentioned a couple of them. The cost. School is very expensive. It's not for everybody. I know it used to be, but nowadays, you know, it's it's starting to shift a little bit more where not everybody's going to college like they used to. Whereas before it's everyone goes to school, everyone should go to school. And I think the the paradigm is shifting a little bit, Tyler. What are your thoughts on the cost of schooling? And maybe you can touch on even the next point, which is the lack of learning that you think institutions might give you. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there because if you look at all the trends and everything, basically tuition's going up like this and the knowledge that they're teaching us is going straight. It's not going anywhere. So 
there seems to be something wrong there. And I think, I don't know if they're trying to adapt to it, but it really does not seem like it and teach better information. But it just seems like people are realizing that is, is it really worth going to college? Is it really worth paying $50,000? Like for me, I, I search cheapest school for international students in in America. So for me, I didn't go to some school that where where I racked up like two hundred thousand dollars in student loans. Whenever I hear people say that, I'm like, oh my god, how do you even do that? Yeah. Like, that's insane. So yeah, like cost is just absolutely brutal. The cost just keeps going up, and the learning just stays the same. And it's like you're not even guaranteed to get a job once you graduate either. Like you see people with nursing degrees, marketing degrees, finance degrees, and what are they doing? They're working at Denny's. They're working at a factory. They're, they don't get good enough jobs to pay pay off their thing their yeah. degree. So it's like, is it really worth it? From the outside looking in. Again, I'm going to keep repeating that I didn't go to school. So take that with a grain of salt. But it feels like you only get the base level information. You learn about business and you learn the general ideas of marketing and the practices. But you're really not learning the nitty gritty, the daily basis stuff that you would learn if you were to actually do things through action. Am I somewhat close there, Tyler? No, I feel like we all learn differently. And... I feel like the best way, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I just feel like the best way to learn is by doing. Um, like for nursing, I feel like you're going to learn, like there's so much that you have to learn in the textbooks and everything, like the different anatomy and all that stuff. I just feel like when you go out there and practice, learn by failure, I, I feel like that's just such a great way to learn. It's so easy and you learn by failure. If you aren't learning from your failures, then you're doing something wrong. You got to make sure that you're learning from failures, obviously. But I just find the more I do something, the more I learn it. And the more I fail, the more I learn. So that's the way I look at it. Yeah, I 100% agree. And the one thing we've talked about before is if you're going to school to be a dentist or a doctor or something that really requires you to go to school, we're not against doing that. If I show up at the hospital and you're a doctor that learned through YouTube, I'm going to be a little bit worried. So Yeah, you should definitely go to school if you're going into those types of industries. But there are so many different majors that are subjective, like marketing or like management or the creative arts fields. Maybe you're going into video production or maybe you're going into photography. They'll teach you the base level information, but all of that really relies on subjectivity, on your own personal style. So there are there are definitely workarounds for that. Uh, one of the benefits of not going to school is saving all that money. Like Tyler said, you can use all of that money, whether it be twenty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars, to start a business. Or maybe you take that year to travel and see different cultures, or go to a bunch of masterminds and business conferences where you can learn what you want to do. So that is definitely a benefit of saving money. Tyler, what are your thoughts on saving money? <laughs> it's tough for me to say because I went to school and got a degree and now I'm almost I'm approaching paying off all my student loans so I'm really happy about that but I feel like it's put a crutch on me because I don't feel like doing anything or I don't want to take any risks I want to make sure that I get this paid off so it, <laughs> that's just that's just my thing but I, I kind of wish that I didn't really do that just because of I mean, I feel like it's opened a lot of doors for me, but at the same time, it's 
it sucks because <laughs> having it, so, especially people that have like 200K in student loans. Yeah. Well, and that's I. That's one nice part about not going to school. I am glad I don't have the debt of student loans hanging over my head. Like that's so nice not having that. And obviously it's a risk not going, but it's a risk going to school too. Like you said earlier, you're not guaranteed a job out of school. So I can say it definitely is a benefit not having student loans that I do have to pay at 24 years old now. Yeah. One thing that I like, one thing that I remember from my finance teacher, it was like the only thing I actually remember is if you get a loan from a bank, say it, you have to pay, uh, for example, 4%, and then you buy rental properties with it. And with the rental properties, you're able to uh, make 6% off of it. So your gro- or your total cash flow that you're making there is 2% off that loan. So you're making money on that loan. So for me, with a student loan, you're not making any money off of it. So I think there's a benefit too. The only issue is it's tough to get a loan Um when you don't um, have a job or any like stable income. So you like maybe just starting out, you might have to ask your parents to like co-sign or something. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. Like really it's, I mean, it's your money. You can do whatever you want with it, but where is the best? If you could go to school for free. Awesome. If you get your tuition paid for a hundred percent go, but if you have to pay $50,000, Fifty thousand dollars. You can do a lot with that. You could start a whole business. You could start five businesses for that price. So, you know, definitely look at what you want to do uh, with your money. One thing that you can do if you decide not to go to school, me and you have been diving into this more here in twenty twenty three. Courses and programs. They teach you. I feel like they teach you way more in depth material than school does. Tyler, have you found that you're in more programs than I am? Uh, I'm actually only in one. The one. The other one that I joined was just like a little challenge that he had on, oh. but yeah, I'm just an Arte, but yeah, the, the amount of knowledge that they can, they give you is so much practical, real world business shit compared to what school taught me. So, um, I don't know if, is it further down, but, um, I don't know if it is or not. Um, but yeah, the, the program that I'm in has taught me so much compared to say school, for example, uh, it's just, I feel like it's priceless compared to what college did. I agree. And it's just actionable stuff instead of that base level information like we talked about before. The other fun thing about not going to school and starting your own business or going into the entrepreneurial world is you get what you put into it. So the ceiling is absolutely whatever you make it. If you want to be making $100 million with your business, that's doable. Is it doable for everyone? You know, you probably have to be in the in the top percent tile of, you know, the people running businesses. But whatever you put into it, if you do it for long enough, you're bound to be successful at some point. So that's what I really like about running a business. You get what you put into it. If you want to do nothing and have a $50,000 business, awesome. If you want to work every day, hard at it, get into these programs, learn, learn through other people, mentors, you can have a multi-million dollar business. Just don't quit. Exactly. You only lose when you quit. Exactly. That was one thing, or this isn't one thing, but the one thing that I did want to touch on is the amount of stuff that I learned on my own after I graduated college when I, because there was like a loophole. I don't even know if it's real loophole, but I thought it was at the time. 
and I made my own business. And within the two weeks of me making my own business, I think I learned more in that two weeks than I did in the four years at college. <laughs> so I think you you get what you put in and it makes you learn on your own. So I, I think you the best way that I said earlier, the best way to learn is by doing. And to bounce off of that a little bit, when you are learning through experience and you need to pivot, it won't cost you near as much money as it does to switch majors. If you have a business idea and you think this is not going well, I want to switch it into this direction. Generally, most of the time, it's going to be a lot cheaper than switching into a whole new major and having to pay thousands of dollars for new classes, new electives, all of that kind of stuff. So that's another benefit is that it is going to save you money if you do want to change your mind down the road. Definitely. Yeah. And then at the same time, even if you do change your mind down the road, like maybe you took five, 10 years and you didn't go to college and you ended up working, then maybe you figure out what you actually do like and what you actually do want to learn. You have money saved up and then you go to college and then you don't have to, maybe you do take out student loans so you can still have that cash flow to play with, but you actually know what you want to do and then you actually have money saved up. So I just feel like there's a weird societal pressure that you have to go to college once you graduate high school. It just seems like a norm. Yeah, and I think we should kill the norm, Tyler. Me and you. We're like the band of brothers. I feel like that norm's... (laughs) Andrew Tate this it's basically the government trying to force you to force you into doing something so they can profit yeah and it's not like we're not knocking people that go to school and get a nine-to-five and work for 50 years and retire but <laughs> that's what I do <laughs> that's not what this podcast for those people aren't listening to this podcast if you're listening to this podcast you want you want more than that hopefully eh, some people might want some people do enjoy the comfort of you know going to going to work, enjoying work, saving a percent of their paycheck, putting in a nice fund and just having a family and living a happy life. And for them, that's that's their ideal happy life. Oh, but with, I guess the, <laughs> I guess with the midnight, on, I, I guess with the midnight entrepreneur, you're up at midnight, you're grinding and you know, you want, you want that extra, extra money. Exactly. That's the people we're talking to. All right, let's talk about the let's talk about the cons of uh, no school. Just hit on them super quick here. Cons, you know, there's not a lot of structure if you don't go to school. You kind of have to do it yourself. You have to build your own structure. You have to be a lot more disciplined. And yep, really, you don't have that degree to fall back on. I know that's a popular saying in the world. Is well, if you fail in this, you'll have that degree to fall back on to go be a teacher. Well, that's not guaranteed yeah. either. So, is it really a con? You could argue both ways. The other thing we have on there is that it's high risk. It sure can be, but college is high risk too. Spending $50,000 to go get a degree that you're not sure if you're going to get a job that's going to pay that back sufficiently. So there's risks in both. You have to weigh them yourself. But I personally think the no school route, if you're going into an industry like both of ours, might not be necessary. Yeah, you really need to have that self-discipline because like you said earlier, you get what you put in. And if you if you wake up at 10 every day or noon every day, you sit down, watch TV, play video games, you're not going to get much out of it. So you get what you put in. You got to have that self-discipline to go out there, grind, hustle, and get shit done. That's a great transition into let's talk about getting what you put in. Let's talk about the lifestyle of each of them. So Tyler, okay. you 
live the college life. I'll let you take it away on the on the school life, the college life, the university life, and then we'll both touch on the entrepreneurship life because that's what we are. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So it it basically what what you make out of it. You can go to college. You can party Monday through Sunday and have a good time. Meet a lot of people. Go out, drink, and maybe not save a lot of money and maybe not it, it's just going to lead you down a bad path i think if you do that way just because you're going to be building all these bad habits and then you're going to have to be breaking those later on in life and then basically what you get in from college is what you're going to get out after college so you can be that person that does that they don't really pay attention to school they wake up at 10 they skip their first two classes and they don't really do their homework they skip tests and that's pretty much exactly what i did my first time at college i didn't get much out of it and you know it sucked so you could go the other route where you are motivated you're disciplined you wake up early you go to the gym before everything opens you put in the work to get your homework done you put in the work to Maybe even start a side hustle. Maybe you have a job. Maybe I know a lot of people have had a, had a couple jobs while they were working or while they were at school they, to pay the bills because they don't want to have that student loan. Maybe they don't even get the student loan. So basically, whatever you put it or whatever you you get out of whatever you put in it. So whatever you want to make out of college, um, just you know choose the path that you want to go on. Yeah. And just to sum that up into layman's terms, it's pretty much, do you want to live the bum life or do you want to live the advantage life we have on our note sheet here? You know, the bum life, you can, you can go party every weekend. You can spend all your money, not learn a bunch, or you can live the advantage life, you know, go to the gym, start a side hustle, join clubs. So really you get what you put into it. Let's talk about the entrepreneurship life, Tyler. Is there anything else you want to touch on the school okay. life before we move into this one? No, I would, I would, I would say take advantage of the clubs because honestly, like I joined DECA, I, I joined it, I think in my sophomore year and honestly it was like best time of my life. So I would say take advantage of the clubs. There's your advice for the episode. Take advantage of the clubs, entrepreneurship life. One thing I want to lead with to get in. I, I maybe I need to stop saying one thing. I say one thing a lot. Maybe I listened to that one song too much. <laughs> one thing is all it takes. That song. It's because I love Dua Lipa. You also Lipa. say a lot of people. <laughs> I love Dua Lipa. A lot Dua of people Lipa. say this. A lot of people like it. It's almost like I know right, just a lot of people in there. Yeah, let's get back into it. Anyways, <laughs> there's a lot of unknown. When you do start a business, you're not going to know everything. And you have to know that up front that you are going to be navigating a lot of the unknown, you're not sure where you're going, you're going to have to learn through doing like we mentioned before. That also means you might not have a steady income. If you were to go get a regular nine to five job, you're going to have to also be okay with that. Tyler, what are your thoughts on it being very unknown, unfamiliar, ter unfamiliar territory, whether that be on the work side of things and the income side of things? I feel like that lights a fire under you because you're either going to not make it, you're going to end up on the streets or you're going to have to go out there, put in the work. And I think that lights the fire under you. And I think that's what a lot of nine to fives do. They make you comfortable and complacent. I, I feel like that's pretty, 
pretty consistent with me right now because I'm very, very complacent, very comfortable because I have a paycheck coming in. And it's like, I don't need to go out and hustle and grind and make it happen because I have that steady paycheck coming in. Whereas if you are an entrepreneur and you don't have that steady paycheck coming in and it, it all, it's all results-based. And if you don't go out and put that work in, it's, you know, you're not going to have that money coming in. What are you going to do when your back's against the wall? I have to tell myself a lot of the time, because if I just stopped working and I wanted to take a week off and I didn't have new jobs coming in, well, what am I going to do when I'm literally not being paid by anybody? What are you going to do when your back's against the wall? So one mindset shift I maybe was born with, I don't know if you can learn this and you can tell me your thoughts on this, Tyler, but you have to have a mindset that one, you can't take things too personal. You're going to fail a lot. You're going to get shit from people. Not everyone's going to support you, but you have to internally be okay with pushing through all of that. If you were a weak-minded individual, I don't know if this is really the route for you. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to get a lot of criticism. You're going to get a lot of hate. You're going to get a lot of shit thrown at you, and you got to be able to handle it. And especially if you have a strong or you have ego problems, that's obviously not going to end well, but I think a lot of entrepreneurs do have ego problems. So you got to, people do be able to, you, you got to be able to have, or what is it? Accept feedback. Is that proper? I don't know. You got to be able to, you got to be willing to have feedback come your way because that's how you get better. That's how you learn. And that's how you're able to shift. Maybe having that feedback, you know, that didn't work. Maybe that marketing strategy didn't work or that product didn't work. You got to be willing to have that feedback come in. There's a famous saying, do you look at the glass half, half full or half empty? And I didn't really realize that until I've been doing business now for four years. If you can pivot everything you learn, whether it's feedback from a client or feedback from a customer or an angry customer or whatever it might be, if you can spin everything you hear from whoever it is into a positive and look for the positive, you're going to be much better off. The book I'm reading again, Masters of Scale, not to bring it back, but they talk about how they use the information from when they were pitching investors to give them seed money. They use the information they got from them to go into the next pitch. So I think that's a good mindset to have. If you can learn something from everybody and every experience you have, you're going to be much better off in business rather than taking those compliment or not compliments, taking those comments to heart and then allowing it to make mm -hmm. you think you're going to run a failing business. One thing I think you said was just taking all the positive out of it. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't know if that's exactly what you said, but I think there's going to be positives and negatives with a lot of things and listening to the negative aspects of stuff can be good for your business because maybe there's this product doesn't work or this th there's a defect with your product. And if you're only trying to find the positives and you're not listening to the negatives, you're not able to learn from your failures and learn to improve your company, your business, your, your offer or whatever. So it's not necessarily just trying to find the positives and only listen to the positives. You also got to listen to the negatives, not take those to heart and actually see if this has merit. Is this something that we need to worry yeah. about? Is this something that we need to focus on? Yeah, and really what really what I'm talking <laughs> about on that end is, I think we're on the same page there. It's just when you do get those negatives, flip them into a positive, of, okay, I got a negative thing because my product is 
faulty, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing that that person is pissed at you. It's mm-hmm. a good thing because now you can fix it. So I'm not saying mm-hmm. disregard all negative. Just make sure you use that negative to actually move the needle forward instead of, oh, they hate my product. I have to close my business now. No, learn to move it into a positive and move the needle forward. Yeah, I was just laughing earlier because I feel like it's the internet and there's always this really long pause whenever I stop yeah. talking and then it's like five seconds later you start talking. I'm like, I've, I'm just thinking in the back of my head that this episode is going to be really awkward because there's going to be like a whole shit ton of long pauses between all of our interludes. <laughs> there's You've looked like three pixels this whole entire time. So I don't know if oh you God. brought that Canadian <laughs> dial-up internet to Tampa Bay. But yeah, we'll figure it out in the edit. There might be a little bit more piecing going on in this one. My bad. No, you're good. Uh, The only other thing I really want to talk about, it is an emotional roller coaster. Be ready for that if you're going into the business world, into the entrepreneurial journey. And again, have self-discipline. That's really the number one thing. Know what your mission is. Know what your end goal is. And no matter what you have to go through, the ups and the downs, just work to get to that point. Yeah, I like it. It's definitely going to be a lot of, a lot of ups and downs. You just got to stick with it, learn from your failures and keep moving forward and just not quit. And when it, when the, when it's dark at the end of the tunnel, just know that it's not always uphill. It's, it's up and down and there's going to be a lot of downs and there's going to be some ups and then there's going to be more downs. But if you keep pushing, hopefully that up's going to be a lot better. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. I think Tom Brady said that in a golf match. So I just want to throw that one in there. (laughs) Tampa Tom. I feel like he got it from someone else. Oh, 100%. Tampa Tom. Uh, All right, Tyler. Tampa Tyler. (laughs) Let's throw you over to the business idea this week. Yeah. So I, you end up, you ended up quote unquote picking this one. And it was something that Eddie actually told me the other day is basically going to all these, it's it's a new business model idea. It's not necessarily... Maybe people do this, maybe people don't, but it's not necessarily a business idea. It's more of a business model idea. And it's just going to all these businesses and say with your camera and be like, hey, let me take pictures and videos and then I'm going to send you everything. If you think it's worth anything, you can pay me. If not, whatever, you got all these pictures, you got all these videos, you can use them how you want. Obviously, there's that downside to you might be doing all this time and effort and people might not be paying you. But I think at the same time, if you're really good at what you do and you deliver a really good product, this could be for anything. Maybe it's even, um, let me clean your house or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, let me cut your grass. I, th- I feel like, uh, we, we've talked about this on the past before with a lot of TikTokers, but they they say they'll just cut it for free, but maybe it's like, Hey, let me cut your grass. And if you like it, you can tip me if you want. Um, so similar to that. And then I was just thinking how you could go further with it. When you have the deliverable, you email it to them. There's like a Google Drive or whatever it is. Maybe it's like a link or whatever. And once they, maybe you create like a flow. Once they click the link, it shows that they clicked it. And then maybe 15 minutes later, they you send another, it's like a automated email that sends a second one. And it says, did you really like these, these photos, these videos, whatever it is, whatever your service is. And then it says, if you enjoyed these or thought they were really good here, you can leave your money here. If not, you can leave a review too, if you want. So maybe it's just like a starting out yeah. type of business, but I think, I think it could be something 
that could potentially be really profitable because people might end up paying 5,000. You might get people on the low end paying like $5. So I thought it yeah. was pretty interesting. It's almost like working off of tips. And the way I look at it as it's just it's just an advanced way of doing spec work. And I can compare that to a lot yeah. of the videos I did in the beginning were was spec work. You know, if I'd create a car commercial, if I just went to a company before that and said, hey, I'm going to make this commercial for you. You can pay me for it or you cannot, but you guys can have it. It's really just yeah. instead of doing the spec work, just tie a company to it or a person to it and see if you can maybe mm -hmm. potentially get money. Yeah, I think you. it also builds the connection with the company as well because they, when he told me, I'm like, oh man, that sounds like a lot of work. He's like, go to every single business here and go in and say, let me take some pictures and videos for you. I'll send it to you. If you like it, you can pay me. If you don't, that's fine. And I'm just like, oh my God, that sounds like a lot of work. But I think if I, if you're on the street and this is a good, good episode where maybe you don't want to go to college, maybe you have this skill, maybe you have photography or videography, or maybe you have some some skill that you could go to these businesses and be like, hey, let me do this. If you like it, you can pay me. If not, it's free. That's one thing. I think if you can find a service or a product too that doesn't take a ton of time, if you're going in there and offering a house cleaning that takes you eight hours, that's going to be mm -hmm. a little bit tougher. But if you can, you know, maybe you go in and you take 25 pictures, it takes you 20 minutes to take them and 20 minutes to edit them. That's going to be a lot more lucrative yeah. than a product or service that takes a while that you're unsure about money. So if you can even pair that with a product or service that you can put a process to that takes not very much time, I think it, it gets even more exciting then. Yeah. Another thing that I had a call with one of the IRTA members. He told me to find businesses and see see about their digital marketing and see if there's any areas of opportunity. Say they aren't doing any digital marketing, figure out what their revenue is and say, hey, give me your email list. I'll start newsletter or I'll start sending newsletters to your email list. And whatever the percent increase of your revenue is, give me say 20% of that. So that's a really another similar example to that where it's like, it's a it's a win win for them. They either don't does don't have to pay anything, or they get more revenue and they just pay you a percentage of it. Results based. So it's I like a win win it. for businesses. Exactly. Especially so maybe if you it's could a try service. It. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if. Yeah, I don't know if it would be good for you just because you're trying to go higher end and do that. I I I just feel like it would be maybe if you're bored one day, <laughs> you can do it. Like I'm gonna go walk into a <laughs> random business. I'm. <laughs> I'm over. I'm over sitting at this desk. Yeah, do it. <laughs> All right, well, I, bring it I up one day on the podcast. <laughs> I like the uh, I like the business idea, Tyler. Is there anything else you want to touch on for this cool. episode? Don't go to school. Just kidding. <laughs> Our objective opinions. Sorry, subject. <laughs> All right, that's uh, you got your quote ready. Oh fuck me! Give me. Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. Go for it. That's Get episode that 24 of The Midnight Entrepreneur. If you have oh, any questions fuck. you'd like us to cover or answer, you can email us at themidnightentrepreneur at gmail.com. If you found value in this content or found this entertaining, share this with a friend or post it on your story. If you really enjoyed the show, we'd love a rating and a review on wherever you're listening. Talk to you guys next week for another episode of The Midnight Entrepreneur. Damn. Okay. Life is about making an impact, not making an income. Kevin Cruz. Kevin Cruz.